Welcome to the Let's Talk Data podcast series presented by SAP, where we explore game-changing technology and strategies with leading experts with the goal of maximizing the value of data across your organization. If you haven't done so already, please follow or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite channel to stay tuned in. Hello, welcome everyone to our SAP Let's Talk Data podcast. Bad data is sapping your team's productivity. My name is Kim Huth Ziegler from the Global Product and Solution Marketing Team here at SAP. And joining me today is also my colleague, Autumn Moss. Good morning. All right, welcome to everyone who is here with us today. Let me start by introducing Dr. Thomas C. Redman, also known as the Data Doc. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining us again today. For those who may not know Tom or may have missed our first podcast with him, Tom is known by many as the Data Doc. He is the president of Data Quality Solutions, and his company helps people and businesses realize the enormous opportunity their data offers and teaches them how to set up their organizations to become data-driven. Good morning. Yep, thank you so much for having me. Okay, so Tom, um, before we jump into all of our questions, um, we would like to know a little bit of background. Uh, what prompted your thinking and your writing um, for the November 2022 article in the Harvard Business Review called, Bad Data is Sapping Your Team's Productivity? Yeah, thank you very much for that. Uh, look, the, the the generative point on this was I read an article, I think it was in The Economist, and the, the article basically pointed out that that you know the, the world was loaded with terrific information technologies. And I mean, and you know what many of these are, you know, it's a blockchain, data lakes, data lake houses. Uh, AI, generative AI wasn't out yet, but but you know just just advanced analytics, all these kind of tools and technologies. And the article pointed out that that productivity should be booming. Productivity usually grows as a result of innovation, a lot of that technological innovation, but they were just not seeing the growth in the productivity statistics. And of course, productivity is important because, you know, as a high level, it's a measure of of growth and overall wealth. Productivity growth makes all of us wealthier. And and so they they really pose this question, what's going on? Why aren't we seeing this productivity growth? And and frankly, you know, the, the article annoyed me and it annoyed me because it seems to me that staring managers and companies right in the face is is the best opportunity right there to grow productivity which is around data quality and you know you look at a typical organization and they spend so much of their time checking the quality of data fixing up the quality of data so they can use it enormous time and and effort and money and uncertainty, right, stemming from from bad data at all levels in the organization, from operations to decision making to planning, right, to, you know, uh, getting advantage from advanced analytics, data science and and so forth. And and what a lot of organizations have shown is 
is that if you get to the root causes of those data quality errors, you can make oh, enormous, that's 90, 95, 99% of those errors go away and, and simply take all that effort out of out of your work and, and, and grow productivity almost immediately. And so that was what was really on my mind. As I wrote the article, what I was looking for was the right hook. What is the term that is going to get people interested in attacking data quality proactively? And so it's okay, well, you can grow your team's productivity. That might do it. Maybe the hook is that, um, you know, bad data is like a tax on your organization or or whatever. But but like the motive energy was connecting bad data to something that every manager ought to care about, which is productivity. Right. Absolutely. And I, I think that the productivity piece is all what we're here for in our business. We're here to for a purpose, for a job. And it seems that bad data is is really affecting our ability to produce whatever it is that we are doing in our individual businesses. And I found one of the things most interesting in this article was the reference to too much data. Is too much data really the crux of the problem here? Do managers think they have to have all of the data when really all they need are a couple of key elements that are important to their task? And truthfully, can we even tell managers that they're asking for too much? And you referred you you refer in many of your articles, garbage in, garbage out. Is that what we're we're dealing with here? So, Kim, I, I mean, I, I think you've really opened up a really, really interesting discussion. Mm-hmm. The, the, the phrase that I actually wrote was too much data is simply bad. Right. And what I meant was too much of the data is simply bad. And, and you interpreted it as having too much data is simply bad. And, uh, and, and but by the way, I, I really want to unpack it and. And because there is really a lot going on. If we may, I'd I'd like to start out with a a little story that that some people find useful in helping them understand what data quality is all about. And so this vignette starts with, you know, you driving home from work one day. Um, You know, in this vignette, you're the the parent of of a teenager, maybe 15 years old. And on the way home, you get a call from your kid's principal and they say, uh, you know, Kim, Autumn, I'm, I'm sorry to inform you of this, but your kid got caught in a fight today. Uh, we're not even sure they started it, but we have a blanket policy. You're involved in a fight, uh, weeks to detention. You're, you know, your kid's um, not coming to school for a week. And, and so you hang up and, you know, you're kind of seething on the way home. And you get home, and uh, the first thing you do is is you call your kid in from uh, from their bedroom, and you say, "So, well, how was school today?" And the kid looks you in the eye and said, "It was great. I got an A minus <laughs> on my Spanish test." Right <laughs> now, you have absolutely no doubt that the kid is telling the truth. Right. Mm-hmm. They, 
right? They they actually did get an A minus on their on on their Spanish test. So what they were telling you was technically correct, but it's not what you needed to know. It wasn't relevant to the question that you were really asking, and you know that, and you suspect that your kid knows that. Okay, so an awful lot of data quality, I mean, it's about getting the right stuff, the stuff that's relevant to the decision or the task at hand, not getting everything right. You know, a full complete picture would be, well, parent, I got suspended for a week today and I got an A minus on the Spanish test. But really, I mean, the, the initial focus when you come in has got to has got to be on, you know, what's relevant for the task at hand. You really ask us, okay, well, you know, how do we tell a manager that he or she or they are asking for too much? And and it's a really interesting question. From time to time, we talk about how hard it is to be a good data customer. Okay, what is it that you really need? And, And presumably, in the vignette you set up, you're you know the you're the assistant to the to the senior executive or 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 somebody, so you're trying to help them get what they get what they need. But then they just say, well, would you go out and get everything relevant too? And you're left with a set of instructions that's barely interpretable. And so instead, if what you can do is you can help the manager learn to be a better customer, perhaps you could start out and say. Well, can you tell me what kind of question you're trying to answer? What is the real need here? What's the context? If you do this even tolerably well, it will get the manager thinking about what is it I really need? What are the questions I really want to answer? Right? It will help them sharpen their focus. And maybe, and maybe, I mean, very likely, they'll give that a few minutes thought and come back with something that is far more directive for you. And, and maybe even it enables you to say, uh, to, to, to let your head start spinning and say, well, you know, gee, we're initially going off to the XYZ database. Maybe stuff over in ABC is better for this task at hand. And, and, and have a discussion with the manager and really sharpen the focus. And, and I, look, I've seen this work time and time again. Generally speaking, you're trying to push the person requesting the information into learning to be a better data customer, a better customer. And the way you go about that is say, not telling them, don't tell me what data you need. Tell me what you're trying to do with it. And by the way, I think all of us, no matter what role we're in, we have to learn to think much more carefully about what is it that that we're really trying to do. Does that make good sense? Absolutely. And I I think that what the thing that I just heard you say that I never really considered before is think of your manager as a customer. Think what Hmm. are they shopping for? What do they need? What is their goal from this set of data? And if you can ask those questions, then you are going to be able to provide to your manager the best service possible for their needs. If they are not shopping for a a dress and matching shoes when all they want is a skirt, then don't give them everything that they give them what they are searching for, not 
everything that they have asked for. Right. And, and, and buried in this is help them sort out what they really need. Right. I agree. Yes. I like. But by the way, this is a simple, powerful point. It is absolutely. And I, I mean, it really hits home. Think of your manager as a customer. I really, I, I am going to take that in my own day, day-to-day work um, and consider, consider that as, um, as a point to be able to provide my manager truly what they are looking for. Absolutely makes sense. So Tom, with so much at stake when we're talking about data, um, you know, for businesses, negative impacts of poor data quality, I mean, has a lot of consequences, whether it's productivity loss, which we talk a lot about, operational expense, uh, reputational damage, maybe missed marketing opportunities or sales and relationship opportunities. With so much at stake, why do you feel that companies are um, not taking the appropriate actions to protect against pitfalls of inaccurate data. There was a, a great quote that said, you know, all good families are the same. All dysfunctional ones are dysfunctional in their own unique ways, right? Um, so we could look that up and see who, exactly who said that. But I, I found that to be really, really insightful. So the organizations with good data the first thing they do is is they recognize that that largely data quality is a management problem, not a technical problem. So, I mean, you know, some technologies can help, but first you've got to get the management right. And then the second thing you need to do is you need to do just what we're talking about is is you need to help people learn to be good data customers. And and the other thing you need to do is is you know, on the other end of good data customers are good data creators. And, and so, you know, like these simple ideas, I mean, so they're really transformative, but they don't fit neatly into our current top-down hierarchical ways that we manage. And, and so you, you, you need to change. And in, in lots and lots of different ways, organizations convince themselves they don't need to change. Kim, I think you started out mentioning garbage in, garbage out. And it's, in some cases, it's really easy to say, yeah, but it's not that bad, right? And in other cases, it's it's easy to say, well, that's a tech problem. We'll let that handle it. Or we just hired a CDO, chief data officer. Let them handle it. It is very, very easy to to deflect on this particular issues. And, you know, unfortunately, organizations are really, really good at coming up with with ways to deflect. A few of them simply don't want to do the work. I mean, because, you know, you do have to you do have to train a lot of people and you do have to change. You have to be very clear about management responsibility and you have to follow up. And 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 that can be hard. I mean, even the smallest change is hard. Agreed. Agreed. And I really like how you described in the article adopting a language that people understand. Um, It seems that the disconnect with creating and using bad data can be as simple as making sure that everyone from the data creators to the data users are using the same words and language to, I guess, speak to each other. So the ones using the data need to be able to tell the ones that's creating the data exactly what they need to focus on. And I guess from there, you can build upon greater data needs and functions. Is is that correct? I think that's correct. And I mean, and, and by the way, I mean, as you were saying that, 
you know, it's, I, I hope listeners were going, yeah, that's pretty obvious. Yeah, that's pretty obvious. Obviously, you can't expect a creator to do something good for a data customer if they don't know what the data customer wants. Uh, obviously, they have to be on the same page in terms of in 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 terms in in terms of of making sure they're you know they're really talking about the same thing. Right. Um, and and I, I think it's a good idea to dig one level deeper into this. So if you work in marketing, you probably use the term customer. To you, that term is probably a prospect, right? Somebody you're trying to sell your stuff to. If you work in sales, a customer to you might be the person or the group that has to has buy off authority to buy your stuff. If you work in finance, customer might be the party that is ultimately responsible for paying the bill kind of thing. Now, everybody uses the term customer in each of those contexts. But so if finance is talking to people in sales and they're using the term customer, and one's really talking about who's responsible for paying the bill, and the other's talking about prospect, there's uh, there's danger of a mismatch. So at mm. a deep level, right, I mean, you really have to make sure when I say customer and you say customer, we're talking about the same thing. That's really interesting. That's a, that's a very, very simple, but very profound point to make. You know, if you if you think about what happens in an organization, I, I just want to build on this a little bit. So, you know, you start your startup, your tech startup, and there's four of you. And and I guess, you know, before COVID, you probably would have had some space in a, a warehouse somewhere. You all would have been in the same room. And so you would have been talking continually and and somehow just in the in the, you know, the, the business of talking the the this language things would have sorted them themselves out and and now i mean even with covid you know you're talking continually with people and and the startup but you get traction and then you grow and one person you know now takes responsibility for sales and another person takes responsibility for tech and you're no longer talking together in in you know the same way you were every day and one person needs a specific language for that task and the next language person needs a, a, a different language for their task. And, and in a very organic and also healthy way, your language diverges, right? And, and it's healthy in the sense that it's needed. It's associated with and needed for your company to grow. And unless at some point, you know, you kind of come back and say, oh, how are we going to bring this together? You know, you're going to have a problem sooner or later. So, Tom, as they say, time is money. Um, it, it seems to me that by the time bad data is recognized and corrected, it's probably time to start over on a new release of data, a new set of data, um, which causes the entire work stream to be releasing and fixing data before it's re-released again. The article refers to um, an example for the need for quarterly sales data so that the budgets can be set. I can imagine that when the need for data is time sensitive, a whole host of problems can arise in the scramble to resolve any data quality issues. Managers are, as you said, left to manage by the seat of their pants in an effort to move forward. Talk to us a little bit about 
about how time is money and and how we fix data and we re realize that um, fixing that data is time sensitive and what are managers left to do about it? Yes, I mean, this is a great question and and some, you know, management thinkers, I mean, some, you know, they really point out that that the you know time and and money are intimately related and and if you have a process and and it's like maybe budgeting or you know sales forecasting I mean that's a process that's let's say allotted a week and and if you spend you know three days gathering the data and making sure it's fit for use and so forth then you only have two days to 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 do the basic task at hand and and so bad data i mean it it uses up an incredible amount of the time for completion of any task and so you know you picked out sales but we could even be doing something like uh you know something that's very immediate like so whether how much we're going to pay for an ad and in, in, in some search engine or or something on a larger time scale is, is you know where are we going to where are we going to put our next um our next coffee branch uh, you know we're a coffee store we're going to put our where are we going to put our next branch and and so the time wasted, the time consumed in finding and fixing all these errors and and sorting through the, no, I really wanted to know whether you got suspended, not whether you got an A minus on your Spanish test kind of thing. It can be enormous. And we see this in, in so many ways. It is interesting to me how everyone says the world, everything in the world is speeding up, Right. The most obvious way to make more time is to improve quality. And, and so that, you know, whatever the task is, half of it is not allotted to the, to the quality issues. There is that full segment of time to do the work. Or alternatively, if we've allotted a week and it really only takes two days, if the data is perfect, then speed the process up. Then it really can only take two days. Early in my career, I wish I could remember the woman who said this, but you know, she said, we're always in a hurry. Then we have to take time to do it over again. And it really, you know, captured this ethos so, so well. Figure out how you're going to do it right the first time. Figure out how you're going to trust the data the first time. Figure out how you're going to spend as little time actually checking the data such that you really can do the job right the first time. I think it is a big deal. And people in organizations who want to key their data quality initiatives based on speeding up, more power to them. I really agree with with that. Start off strong. Be come out of the gates with um, with a great set of data. Build a foundation of trust in that data, and save yourself the time, the headache, the lack of productivity, the frustration along the way. Um, give yourself the confidence to know that you have the the correct data, and provide your your managers and the the business that you are working for the correct information to start with what it's such a, a again I've, i said earlier it's a simple concept but really with profound implications um and it would be such a breath of fresh air to to have that in our day-to-day -day business lives tom i i 
I think that one of the things that I keep coming back to is how you started off this conversation about the direct link between productivity and technology that they anymore are one in the same or hand in hand. Um, with Autumn and I obviously working for a major technology company, are there implications for those of us in the field, things that we need to consider and think about immediately? Yeah, I think that's a really uh, great and important question. I mean, first of all, the you know the predicate for for me getting into this was we are not seeing the productivity boom that we would expect from all these technologies that you know that are out there. And I mean, and if you're in tech, right, you know you have to. It's a part of your role in life is is to increase productivity. And if it hasn't happened, then you have to ask why. Um, now, personally, I, I think the answer is is in this data stuff, right? I mean, people need data to use your stuff. And if the data is not up to up, up to snuff, then they really can't use your stuff effectively. I, worse than that, you know, sometimes sometimes, a lot of times, tech gets blamed for things that aren't your fault. And and I've seen this, you know, I've seen this many times. Said, well, you know, the data is wrong. Darn it. We've told those guys in tech, we've told these guys that we need to improve this system and they don't do it. And and of course, that's not where the solution lies. I mean, the solution lies getting data customers and and data creators together. And and so I think that, you know, to get out of the blame, right, out of the sights of of the blame for this and to make it so that your customers use your stuff more effectively. I mean, you really ought to be promoting data and, and data quality. And, and I think the tech organization or organizations that do that effectively, I think they're going to sell more stuff. I think they're going to have happier customers. I think they're going to have 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 greater legs. And of course, by the way, I mean, I don't have any direct evidence of that. But I think that there is an enormous opportunity and the tech companies that pick up on this, and I hope one of them, you know, is my buddies at, 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 um, at SAP, are going to have an enormous advantage. It's definitely a a lot to consider, and you know that that link between the productivity and technology needs to be be addressed um, immediately. It it appears to me. I hope so. I mean, again, I think I think there's enormous. I think there's enormous opportunity for all of us. I mean, agreed. It, 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 it we we too much of it's been it's like a tech on one side and data on the other side, and 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 but we're too dependent on one another. Absolutely. Well, Tom, as always, we appreciate you and your time um, taking this moment with us to help us understand not only where the problems exist, but what we can do about them. It's always a pleasure talking with you and working with you. And I'd like to thank everyone for joining our SAP Let's Talk Data podcast. And uh, coming up, we would like for you to keep an eye out for Tom's next book, People and Data, and it will be released in July of this year. Uh, it's an innovative exploration of the role that people and data play in an organization's success and how they work together to help businesses unlock their full potential. Tom, did you want to say anything else about this? 
Oh, uh, no. So, so thank you for much so much for saying this. I mean, we've hinted at this over uh, over and over again as, as we talk. But I mean, you know, the, the, this this is all about people. And in this world we're in today, there is to me, there is just something that is so hopeful about bringing people front and center mm-hmm. into our technological and data ways forward. So thank you for thank you for the plug. Of course. Absolutely. And. I do encourage you all to take a look at additional resources available within the description and please subscribe to the series to stay tuned for additional episodes and to get caught up on the ones that you might have missed. So Autumn, thank you for joining us as well. And Tom, we look forward to speaking with you again on a future podcast. And thank you all so much for listening. Be well. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Check out the show notes for additional links to information. And please subscribe or follow to join us on the next episode of Let's Talk Data presented by SAP.